and we're recording. Yay! Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's been a couple of weeks uh, with good things that have happened in the past couple of days. So, <laughs> hooray for that. Um, <sighs> so, you probably definitely need a refresher. So, yeah. uh, last, last previously on Dungeons and Dragons, uh, you all were in the city of East Hill meeting uh, the Corthers, Brindley's family that lives there uh, with a very wholesome, uh, wholesome life. <laughs> um, uh, and after, uh, after saving one of um, Brindley's childhood schoolmates uh, from certain spider death, uh, <laughs> you all decided uh, it's probably time to hit the road and avoid the uh, conscription uh, forces that were coming to conscript everybody into the war with Windhavia, with the Windhavian Empire. Uh, so you um, hitched up your horses and headed into the woods uh, and quickly found out that your horses weren't what they appeared to be. Uh, Snicker and Doodle, unbeknownst to you, had been stolen away from you uh, by Els Bexel. Uh, who was assisting a, a druid named the Empress's or the uh, the Empress's Bloodhound, uh, and so one of uh, Doodle vanished, having been a magically summoned steed, and uh, Snicker uh, unshaped morphed into a druid who had been sent by the Empire to track down Nithis and return her to the Empire to stand trial for her crimes, alleged crimes. <laughs> I don't know if they were alleged. <laughs> Definitely, I think after. she admitted to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? um, <laughs> alleged in the fact that you know were they justified? Those actions justified or not? That's what they, that's what they're yeah. to decide. Um, he, uh, he he offered to take uh, y'all peacefully, though there was an air of menace about the alternative if you didn't come peacefully. <laughs> both to you and to the people close to Nithis. Um, uh, and uh, much to my surprise, you all agreed to go without a fight. So uh, I was so close so many times. I know. Yeah. Uh, and so he teleported you all from the forest of East Hill, uh, the Flamewing Forest, uh, all the way down to the continent to Windhaven itself, the capital of the empire where you arrived uh, outside of a giant old tree inside of an old arena that had been caged off. Uh, and then you didn't see the uh, Empress's Bloodhound after that. Uh, as you uh, awaited something to happen in your newfound uh, prison, uh, Nithis came clean, uh, opening up uh, about her past in a way that she had been reluctant to do so with you all before, much to Brinley's delight. Uh, <laughs> Brindley, who pretty much admitted to coming to uh, to Windhaven just to find out <laughs> these answers <laughs> to uh, Nithis's past that had been burning inside of her for so long. Um, so after explaining about how she um, murdered, or not, or maybe murdered is the wrong word, how she uh, killed uh, the uh, the troops uh, in a small company that she was in in the Windhavian Navy after they started attacking the villagers of a town. Uh, and she, she fled, uh, eventually meeting up with you all, um, but apparently her past has caught up with her. So uh, Nithis was taken out and processed. Uh, 
and had all of her items taken from her and stored in a box locked with an arcane lock. You all were let out uh, by Kator, the half-orc thirst trap, who uh, <laughs> disarmed you um, of most of your weapons uh, and um, made Brinley's face turn a deep purple. Yeah. Brinley's never seen anybody so pretty in her life. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they, he led you to uh, through the wealthy streets of Windhaven to the Golden Goblet, a an inn a few blocks away from the Justice Center that you all came from. Uh, Kator made sure that you were all set up and advised you to stick close to the tavern to be available for Nithis's trial. Meanwhile, Aran, Nithis's barrister, uh, came in and reviewed the case with Nithis. Uh, she. I was very energetic and very passionate about defending uh, Nithis. Uh, and she quickly brought the lot of you back in to interview him about all the events that you've been through so far and plans on using you all as character yeah. witnesses. Uh, and um, uh, after leaving Nithis uh, in, in the uh, room that she was in, uh, she uh, led the rest of you back to the goblet and told them that she's gonna send you back to Carthalia, each of you to a different city, uh, to get sworn affidavits from those that you've helped. Uh, she'll be sending Gwen to New Haven, 88 to Carthol, and Brinley to East Hill. Uh, and then meanwhile, back, back in this uh, processing room, uh, she heard a knock at the door, and when she entered, uh, bid the person enter, the door opened, and standing in the doorway was her sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and with that vague that who knows you know what sort of mood her sister's in with that sort of vague sort of Damocles hanging in the air uh, we start our session somewhere far away uh, we, we, the, we look into an empty bedroom with, uh, with blankets on a bed that doesn't appear to have been used in some time as we move through this apartment into a, a cozy looking living room strewn with, um, strewn with uh, dirty dishes and mugs. Uh, you see, we see an Aarakocra laying on a couch. Uh, the rooster sounds outside and he gets up groggily, grabs a mug, makes himself some coffee. Uh, walks outside for another day of detective work. <laughs> as he as he sips the as he sips his giant mug of coffee and looks at the street, uh, there is a loud whooshing sound as a goblin riding a makeshift rocket sled shoots past him, <laughs> forcing his coffee into the air and on his on his suit. <laughs> Cliff sighs and just says, "I hate Sundays." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. back in Windhaven, there's a knock at the door. Nathis, you've bid the person open the door. Uh, opening the door in full marine regalia is your sister, uh, Jomira. <clears throat> she's standing there in front of you, 22 years old. Uh, uh, she's got a, a wider frame than you has, um, wider hips, and just a stockier build. Um, uh, but she... Uh, She's filled out quite a bit since the last time you saw her. Uh, lots of added muscle as she's been through uh, her her you know basic training. Mm -hmm. um, uh, her her hair uh, is uh, 
is actually uh, is kind of kept back in a ponytail. Uh, and you see it's the same platinum white as yours, but there's like a blue streak in it. All right, that's fantastic. Uh, and she looks at you, uh, her face blank and unreadable uh, as she steps in and shuts the door. Once the door is shut, she runs over and just picks you up with a big hug. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> she says, I hug her back. <laughs> She says, I was so worried about you. I'm sorry. She says, it's, it's okay. She says, um, they, they came and asked all of us a lot of questions about you after it happened. Yeah, I was, I was worried what would happen because I know that you wanted to go in the Marines, but I couldn't stay, so I, I'm sorry. She says, for what it's worth, they didn't seem to hold it against me. That's good. Um, she says, I've got two questions for you. She says, uh, the, first, the first one is, is, why did you run? I panicked. <laughs> I, I got mad and lightning came down from the sky with no warning, no clouds, nothing. And it killed people. And I clearly wanted those people dead. So I, I panicked because it was my commanding officer. And that was that. She nods. She says, I, I don't know what I would have done in that same situation. I mean, it's not every day that lightning just comes out of the blue and just starts killing people. Not without direct intent anyway. It's not like I can't do that. I can, but I didn't intend to in, what, in any she way. She says... You, you've always seemed to be affected by the weather. Or maybe mm. it was the other way around. I don't know. I've quite a lot of magic now. And I know a lot more about what I can do. But <clears throat> it's... She's, She says, it's, it's a shame uh, that that gift never seemed to come to me, she says. Yeah. So uh, she says, I'm pretty sure I could beat you at an arm wrestling competition nowadays. <laughs> Miles, a big toothy grin. <laughs> You didn't realize until this moment maybe how much you've missed. Yeah, no, I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, she says, but that's not the most important thing I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. She says, were you there on the beach with the wooden horse? Oh, shit. You too? She nods. Uh, what, do you know what it was? She shakes her head. She says, I have no idea. She says, I just know it felt so vivid and real. Well, so the thing with the lightning, while I was having that dream, it happened. The lightning thing that everywhere. She says, you need to talk to dad. Okay. He says he saw you there. What? Me? She nods. He I saw me there too. Well, I didn't see anyone. That's why you need to talk to him. He says... He, he says that it normally doesn't happen this young. Uh, and it's something we're going to have to learn to control. What? It, do you know what he's talking about? She says, uh, it's part of our heritage. It's part of, oh. you know. Okay. Is, is he willing to see me at all? She says, why wouldn't he be? Mom and dad miss you so much. Murderer. 
you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, they don't think of you that way. You know that. <sighs> I, I did, so. She okay. says, um, she says, I, she says, I just happened to be stationed here. She says, not too far from here when I, when I, when somebody told me, she says, uh, I'm sure they'll be informed at some point. Um, she says, at this point, she says, I don't know that you're going to be, I don't know that they'll be able to come in and see you for a bit, but um, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll get a chance to see them before the trial. Okay. Um, wholesome ass family (laughs) Uh, she says uh, we she says we've invaded Carthalia yeah I heard about that she says I she says uh, she says I don't know how long I'll be in Windhaven Uh, there's talk of there's talk of of even us newer recruits being sent over they're they're amassing something large i don't think this krailson thing is is the actual front hmm do you trust your commanding officer she says should i I don't think so. I don't I don't know how far it goes. I don't know whether it was just them. It didn't sound like it. So she says, Well, I've <clears throat> let me I've let been me looking ever since ever since ever since you left, I've been looking over my shoulder. So I don't me... I don't she says I don't I haven't trusted anyone until I talked to you about it. No, well let me put it this way. It definitely seemed like that mission was to see how it would be handled by Marston and I. We were put through a test on whether or not we would tolerate it with the expectation that we would. How many others do you think have been through it that weren't able to tolerate it? I have no idea. What happened to them? You mean the other people like me? Yeah, the other ones that couldn't stomach it probably they got killed like i i'm in a unique position to apparently kill people without warning martin certainly wasn't if he had had anything to say about it i mean they either would have made him say something different or what's the other option they were going to rape and murder a village that wasn't violent in any way shape or form she says, um, what's the other option? Just let him walk back. There's, there's no way. There's no way. I don't really have a lot that I can do. I'm, I, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a commissioned officer like you are, but I'm still just a private. So I know I'm, I'm probably not going to be rejoining the Navy. Oh, she says, I mean, you, you're still a part of it, whether you like it or not. Yeah, well, says, but um, if they find me innocent, there won't be any starting where I left off. 
she says uh no i can't i can't see how anything but a discharge will be the best the best thing that could come of it is a discharge she says she says this might be putting the cart before the horse but if you if you're found innocent where are you going to go I don't know. I'm traveling with a group of people right now. Um, she says, yeah, I heard about that. Like uh, like a kobold and a, yes. and a warforged and a something. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's very blue. Yeah, I mean, when it comes right down to it at this point, like you probably could beat me in a arm wrestling game, but there's no other way that you could or anyone here could harm me she smiles so there's a sister i've missed (laughs) it's not it's not bravado i'm a dangerous person at this point i'm capable of killing a lot of things with very little effort she says don't take this the wrong way she says but uh you were never much one for friends when you were here yeah. So what like what changed? Like you aside from like aside from me and the Theron, like you didn't really talk to many people outside of outside of the family. Yeah. I I fell in with them in order to make some money and <sighs> the war forged his name's eighty eight. <laughs> the first time I met him he said, I intend to be an adventurer and it was as good a thought as any I'd been traveling aimlessly for almost a year trying to do good things since I kill people in cold blood and it just seemed to fit I don't know the blue one her name is Brindley and she which says isn't there two blue ones I'm assuming you mean the one that's not a human, but no, the the water genasi. Well, she looks like a water genasi. She's not, but she looks like one. She desperately wants to be friends, and it is wearying, but it's fine. <laughs> she says, uh, she says, so was she, what, she like bubbly or something? Like, what? That's a really good description. On the nose. <laughs> she says, you hate bubbly people. It's been a struggle. You used to make fun of them as they walked down the street. Also a struggle. <laughs> but like I said, it's, uh, it's something to do. And we've actually saved a number of people from bad situations. So if I can't be in the Navy, this is as good as. And honestly better than the navy at this point never thought i'd hear you say that me either and i mean considering where we are that's the last i'll say of it but it's it's where i'm at she says i'm told that these rooms are secure she says uh (laughs) the you know your conversation with your your barrister is supposed to be private Hmm. maybe she says, but anyway, <laughs> adventurer. She says, I could see, I could see that being a good fit for you. I, 
I never really thought of myself outside of the Navy. Mm. She says, I, I don't know what I'm going to do about that now. I mean, just pay attention to what your superiors are doing. And I don't know. I don't know how lucky I would have been leaving the Navy <clears throat> had I not done what I did. Why not just run away? I, there's a part of me that wonders whether or not I would have just been quietly done away with or dismissed. Like the rest were, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I really don't know. But, and at this point, I'll use an action to mind link with her. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, having been to Carthal, I don't think the invasion is at all a, a, a moral choice. It's just about power. And I don't think that it matters how many people die to them. Ours and theirs. As long as the Empress gets more land. Well, and as long as the as long as the newest members start getting their tribute. Yeah, I mean the whole thing is not great. Not great. She says it's been so long since I've mind linked with somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's Jomira. Amanda. Uh she uh, she says, "Remember all those people we suckered at cards with this? <laughs> they caught on pretty quick, though." <laughs> yeah, but it was good while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't do that for very long in one house. She says, "It's probably not my news to share, but uh, uh, uh is expecting a, a child." Ah! Wow, that's crazy. She knows. I mean, the crazy thing is that it took this long, especially with <laughs> all the pressure that mom was putting on him, but. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Does Natharan feel the same way that mom and dad do? Oh, he, he's, he's very excited, like a, like a pig in mud. It's <laughs> <laughs> a special way of talking about it. <laughs> she says that's, yeah, she says, I mean, that's about how excited I am about it. So <laughs> she okay. says, I'm just glad he did it so that, you know. Yeah. Takes the takes the weight off of my back. Doesn't roll downhill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're never gonna be satisfied with just one. You realize that, right? Well, the third I think is perfectly capable of producing <laughs> another one. Besides, I, you know, besides, I'm in the I'm in the Navy. What are they gonna do? <laughs> Fair enough. She says, who'd you get for uh, for a prosecutor? Defender? Or uh, the barrister, yeah. Um, what's her name? Ayun? Uh, Aran, A-R-A-N. What's her last name? Uh, you just got a first name. You didn't get a last name. Um, her name's Aran. Oh, no. she says, that's good. That's actually fortunate. She says, um, she uh, she's she's a... She's known for being a passionate public defender. Cool. That's good. She seemed very motivated 
when she was here. Yeah, she has that reputation. <laughs> uh, she says that's that's a that's a good stroke of luck. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it wasn't luck. She says, I don't know. You know, our our family is still pretty well thought of around here. Ah. I mean, how widely is it known what I did? I assumed they'd cover it up. Uh, she says, uh, there's not much covering it up. Uh, uh, a, a naval marine went rogue and killed her, killed her unit, defected to a different country. It was in the news. That's putting it strongly. She says, but... Uh, but the good news is, is that's what the trial's for, is you'll be able to put your case out there and and counter whatever spin the Empire is trying to do about it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. She says, the good news is, is it, she says the uh, tension, she says all this Carthalia business has been uh, kind of, if that hadn't been going on, she says it may have been a longer lasting, bigger news story. So mm. fair enough. She's, there's a there's a lot you've missed. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I knew that they were heading towards this. But it also seems like we waited forever, so I don't know. She says that's that's how it is. The water builds up. And then one day the dam bursts. Hmm. Sweeps away anything in its path. It's a pretty good description, but yeah. Um, she says, well, she says, I should probably get back to my post, but I've, uh, she says, it's good seeing you. She gives you a, another big hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'll be by as much as I can. Okay. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. So formal. She says, you're my big sister. I would I would move hell and high, all the heavens and hells to get to you. And she squeezes you again. Cool. So with that, she gets up and, uh, and leaves. Uh, after a little bit, uh, the door opens. Uh, and a couple of guards are there, and they say, uh, "We're here to take you to your uh, to your cell." Alrighty. All right. So they uh, lead you down a hallway uh, and into uh, uh, a long hallway with um, metal doors. Um, uh, they take you down to one number thirty-four. Um, and when you open the door, you're actually surprised. It's less, it's not like you would imagine a jail cell in America. It's, it's almost like a, a small efficiency hotel room. There's a, there's a, a comfortable looking bed, a writing desk, pen and paper, uh, a, a privacy screen with a, you know, the chamber pot behind it. So extended are, stay Windhaven. What's that? Are, extended stay Windhaven. <laughs> these are VIP quarters, aren't they? Yes, you are you are of a higher a higher social class, so yeah. you get a nicer stay. It's yeah. <laughs> funny. Okay. Uh, and they they there there is still the loud metal door sound, and then the big ka chunk locking sound. 
<laughs> naturally. Um, and the sounds of what it sounds like some sort of uh, like bars being slid in front of the door, kind of like uh, mm -hmm. to bolster it. Okay. Um, what do you do uh, in your cell before you go to bed? Not much. I mean, um, the, the, uh, uh, Oh, there is also, um, there is also a, uh, window, uh, that opens, uh, but there's obviously bars on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the trial isn't till like next week, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that, um, Snithis is probably too unsettled to try and meditate, so... She's just gonna lay there until she goes to sleep, honestly. Unless it's like, is it like two o'clock in the afternoon? Uh, it's it's early evening. It's so probably like, it's probably it's probably like early to mid evening at this point. Yeah. So like four or five. Like six or seven. Mm. Oh no! Wait, you guys got a pretty late start, actually. No, it's probably it's probably about nine or ten. Because yeah, you guys you guys dallied around till after lunchtime before leaving East Hill. So. Mm -hmm. Just this morning. We were at East Hill. That's yeah, that cool. thought sinks in as you as you yeah. sit on your bed. Yeah, I'll just I'll just go to bed. Okay. All right. Um, the next day, the twenty seventh of planting, it is a rest day. So fantasy Saturday. <laughs> uh, at the Golden Goblet Inn. Um, Gwyn, 88, and Brindley, you all have had a, uh, a comfortable night's sleep uh, in some very, very nice lodgings. These are actually probably the nicest, nicest rooms you've stayed in in all of your adventuring time together so far. Uh, in the morning, um, as you come down for breakfast, uh, you see Aran uh, there waiting with you, uh, waiting for you all. Um, along with uh, two uh, fancily dressed uh, wizards. Um. One quick question, Chris. They took all of our weapons, right? Just your weapons, yes. Okay. Except for Brindley's staff. She was able to talk uh, Kator into letting her keep it. <laughs> Thirst trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too funny. Uh, and uh, Aron says, good morning, everybody. Everybody sleep well? Yeah. 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 It was great. It was, it was nice. Uh, she says, um, she says, uh, my companions here, uh, uh, Annan and Mira, uh, she says, will be responsible for uh, teleporting you to the cities of your choice, um, she says. And I... And then she opens up a bag of holding and pulls out uh, three kind of small rod-shaped uh, objects and puts them on a the table in front of you. Uh, and she says, and these objects will uh, take you back directly to my office, uh, she says, which is a few blocks from here. So she says, uh, so we'll send you to the city. You get your sworn testimony uh, from uh, the people that you've helped in those cities. Uh, and then when you're all done, push the button, poof, you're right back here. She says, now, um, uh, in order for these uh, sworn testimonies to be um, 
uh, admissible, she says. We have to put them on this special parchment. And she reaches into another bag of holding uh, and pulls out um, a quill and ink and uh, like like maybe 20 pieces of parchment for each of you. Handsome. Can I get extras? Uh, you you all are getting the same same amount. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, now, uh, once you write on... Um, once you have the people write on these pieces of parchment, there's testimonies. They have to use this quill and ink. Uh, and once they are done, they have to prick uh, a thumb or a finger and put a drop of their blood in the paper. Once you do that, the paper can magically no longer be changed and will be admissible. Any, any questions about the process so far? I do not have any questions. Great, 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 great. Um, she says, now, it's very important, no lies. Make sure that whoever is writing these are not lying, she says. If so, she says, it will be detected. She says, that said, while you're there talking to them, see if they can craft the most pleasant, truthful version of the, of the events. Does that make sense? So for example, uh, yesterday when I was interviewing you, 88 mentioned that you were in an illegal fighting ring for part of this. Maybe don't bring that up. Don't put it in the official sworn testimony. <laughs> I think at one point he mentioned a murder bot. Let's not, let's not have those two words together on any of these testimonies. <laughs> in fact, the only time I wanna hear the word murder in these sworn testimonies is if it's appended with an ER and it's somebody you stopped from doing that. <laughs> all right all right so any questions i have no questions has everyone had breakfast no but i do not require food did we eat or did we when we came downstairs i say we ate yeah <laughs> all right well uh all right um so for each of you uh, i need you to describe uh both of these wizards have been to all the cities you've mentioned in uh, in Carthalia. Don't ask why; it's none of your business. Uh, <laughs> she God. says, um, "So, <clears throat> if you just uh, describe to them a public landmark in those cities, uh, they will send you there. Shouldn't be an issue at all. Very minor chance of mishap, but nothing to worry about. We'll just appear out of thin air wherever we." She says, much like the way you came here, except no plants are involved. I described very thoroughly the good cafe. <laughs> uh, the, the wizard Mira, she's just like, oh yeah, I know the one. She says, the one next door is terrible. Oh, I know, right? She says, all right, I'll be sending you there. Um, and uh, she uh, says... Uh, Probably shouldn't do it here in the uh, in the uh, t tavern lobby, though. So we just <laughs> want to come up to your room. All right. So she leads you up to her room, casts the spell, and you vanish. All right. Do we all go up to the same room? No. She'll she comes back down. Uh, and then is uh, like, all right. What about uh, who wants to go next? I will go. All right. Uh, and you're going to. And Aaron says. He's going to Carthalia. Uh, Carthalia, okay. Uh, where in Carthalia do you want to go? The Arcane University. 
Or is it just the university? It's the university. Uh, the he university. knows what you mean. He's just like, he says, uh, he says, how about the, uh, the, he says, there's a, there's a tavern near there. He says, I'm a little more familiar with that. <laughs> that would be fine. All right. Uh, sending you to the Copper Fang. Uh, he says, if you'll follow me. I follow. And he leads you up to your room, casts a spell, and you disappear. Uh, about that time, uh, Mira comes back down, Gwen, and says, all right, um, where are you going? Okay, the Church of Chalik. I should blend in pretty well there. Okay. Uh, she, she leads you up to your room and uh, casts a spell, and you disappear. All right. Chalik or Gwyn, you arrive at the in front of the Church of Chalik. <laughs> um, uh, it is a it's rest day, um, so uh, it, it's it's got about as much hustle and bustle as a Saturday would. Uh, so, you know, uh, um, it's it's a fair amount of it's a fair amount, though not the same as um, it would be on a weekday. So lots a lot more kind of touristy things and. Uh, People just kind of taking in the sights and, you know, strolling about for their sort of weekend relaxation. Definitely uh, still the jam band in the middle, though. Yeah, as you as you pop in, you hear the familiar sounds of uh, of, of singing and and hollering and music playing coming from the temple. Uh, you've been you have been deposited in the alleyway uh, beside it. No. No distant screams or smell of smoke or anything like that. No, no, it's not going to be one of those. It's not going to be one of those sessions. <laughs> I was just worried I was going to show up in the middle of an invasion. <laughs> I take a quick glance around, see if anyone noticed me appear out of nowhere. Uh, no one, no one seems to have, and if they do, they haven't, didn't pay any mind to it. Okay. Um, so I will try to find and i can't remember the guy's name who was the dude that was gonna was going adventuring with us um that we saved did he leave with oh the, he's gone the, he's yeah. gone he left with the caravan he left yeah. with the caravan okay but the people at the scroll and, know about it yeah well yeah that's i was gonna hit um <clears throat> i was gonna hit the, god damn it <clears throat> sorry um not used to speaking out loud to anyone other than myself. Um, <laughs> I was going to hit the university and and then the um, oh, the captain of the guard who was, who kind of found us, you know, kind of annoying but fun. Jessica? Is that, Jessica, is that the name? Right? Jessica. Jessica, yeah. Okay. Because those are the only people we really helped in this town, as far as I could tell, as far as I can remember. Was there anybody else I should hit? I imagine you would have talked about this beforehand. Should we have done that, Chris? Yeah, we of had, course. We had the whole um, night. I think that's everything, but though Jessica would hit a couple of things for us from there, too. Yeah. Well, and, and the um, unfortunately, the person we rescued has left already, too, so... Yeah, but I think like you can get a she statement knows that from the, and she attests to that. So yeah, the lusty narwhal owner could give you a testament that about too. that. Well, that's right. 
Let me write that down. Yeah, so there, Jessica Morning Steel uh, is the is the sheriff. Um, um, let's see, uh, uh, Cal, short for Caldania, is the owner of the Lusty Narwhal. Uh, Varad is the bursar. Okay. Cal, you said Cal, the owner of the Lusty Narwhal? Mm-hmm. K-A-L, yeah. K-A-L, okay. Um, and then the, the people, the caravan people, they didn't have an office or anything in town, did they? they just No, they were just passing through. Went with a okay. Mm-hmm. okay, I think I will, uh, I think it's probably best to what order, I guess, would it would be most efficient? Sheriff, then Bursar. It's then... up to you. Okay. Well, I'll just make a circle, whichever circle makes most sense around the city. All right. So uh, you head uh, uh, to the center of town, uh, into Old Town, uh, and head up uh, north to the sheriff's office. Uh, it is. Um, it is yeah, still morning. Uh, uh, as you, where is my bell? I actually, I don't know where I put it, but it's still morning as you as you as you open the door to the sheriff's office and uh, walk inside to a quiet room with just a few people in it. Uh, a uh, a friendly face, kind of behind a desk at the entrance, looks up and says, uh, "Oh, good good morning. Um, welcome to the." To the constable's office. Do you have a crime to report, or? Uh, no, I, I was hoping to um, have a word with uh, Sheriff Morningstar. Morning Steel. Oh, uh, Jessica. Yes. Um, well, she's currently doing her morning rounds, uh, so uh, you could probably find her. Uh, well, let's see. It's a rest day morning, so why don't you check? Um, why don't you check south, kind of near the. Uh, Garden of Heroes. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I will. I will look there, hmm. and I will trundle off to the Garden of Heroes. All right. So you <clears throat> head south uh, around the uh, house in the center of town with the tall fence around it, uh, and the statue in the backyard. Uh, make your way south um, uh, towards the Garden of Heroes. Uh, Garden of Heroes is filled with statues, um, most of which are worn away uh, into just kind of smooth, uh, smooth marble features that uh, are hard to distinguish from anything else. However, one statue is crafted in exquisite detail and is covered with flowers and offerings nearby. And that is the the uh, statue of Chalik. Yay! I like that guy. I've noticed you, you seem to worship him. It's maybe a little unhealthy. <laughs> I will look around for um, the sheriff. Okay. Um, uh, you actually uh, see her deep in conversation um, with a uh, another woman um, kind of near the back of the garden. Okay. Uh, the other woman is uh, uh, is 
very muscular, um, is wearing kind of a, uh, uh, a blacksmith's apron, uh, kind of has some uh, soot on her cheeks. What if she can use the long line of murderous blacksmiths in, in New Haven? Um, I will go and walk up until I'm about, I don't know, 10 or 15 feet away and, and just kind of, you know, kind of clutch my little papers and wait patiently and, until they finish their conversation. Um, as, as you walk over and wait, um, the uh, sheriff leans in and gives the uh, blacksmith a kiss uh, and smiles and then turns and sees you watching them and says, can I, can I help you, citizen? <laughs> Hi, I, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt, uh, but maybe you remember us. I, I was through. I was here uh, with my friends. I forget how long ago. Two weeks ago. Oh God, uh, three, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, we were here about three weeks. Oh, no, ago. actually, almost a month ago. Yeah, it's the okay. 27th. So, yeah, we were here about a month ago. It was a, you know me and and a, a blue lady and a and a big robot guy and, and as you mentioned the blue lady and the robot guy she finally gets a glimmer of recognition in her eyes oh yes yes a who, lot could, of who could forget now. who could forget them so, um, she says no no offense she says uh see oh, a lot no. of kobolds I, I i i saw 15 people that could be me just on the on the walk here so uh from the from the constabulary so uh she says carwin i'm not sure um what our cobalt friend here would like, but uh, I'm going to talk to him and uh, see you after work. And Carwin, the blacksmith, nods and walks walks off. Uh, so I, you know, I'm again. I'm sorry to interrupt, um, <clears throat> but my friend, um, you remember Nithis? You know, like yay tall, kind of surly. I didn't really talk all that much. But has a very garbage. She says the one with the bad dye job, the one that had the fake black hair. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So it turns out that um, <clears throat> that she was on the run. Um, from, <laughs> she was wrong, wrongfully accused of, uh, of of a of a pretty heinous crime um, in in her in her original town, and and what I'm trying to do is just trying to get. Uh, some testimony of, of some of the good that, that she did um, while she was here in town. And, and I was hoping that uh, you'd be kind of willing and able to, to, to help us with that. And, and, and all you need to do is kind of write down um, some of the, some of the good that she did and, and, uh, and a little prick your finger and on the, on the piece of paper and it locks it in place. And, um, and it would really help. It would be really appreciated. Uh, I just want you to make me a persuasion check. <clears throat> Just to kick this off. If you told a police officer that I am under accusation of a crime. Uh-huh. And I just said a little bit of accused. your blood. He said falsely accused. I said falsely accused. After he fumbled with it for a minute. <laughs> Not going to hold that against him, but I do want to see what this persuasion check rolls. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's not good. Uh, I got a 10. Yeah, no. Well, that's that's ten with a plus six. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you'd think I'd be better at it. She says, "Well, before I agree to anything, she says, why don't we go down to my office, have ourselves a cup of coffee like civilized folks, and, and talk about this?" No, sure, be happy to. 
Okay. So uh, you and the sheriff uh, walk down toward back towards the constable office where you just came from. Uh, she doesn't say anything along the way. Uh, and to somebody as loquacious as yourself, I don't know if you can construe that as an awkward silence or uh, what, how do you? She was pretty terse, I thought, the last time we were here. Like pretty businesslike, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think I would just take it as more of her, um, <clears throat> just her personality and, and I wouldn't take offense or I wouldn't think anything strange of it. I would also probably, I would probably like, I imagine as a, as a police officer, she's kind of scanning the surroundings as she's walking, looking for crime. So I, I do that too. And, you know, kind of keep my <laughs> eye open with my completely untrained eye. <clears throat> Try to be helpful. <laughs> All right. So you uh, get back to the council office, uh, you come in, uh, Jessica nods at the receptionist and says, Mary. And uh, Mary says, there is a cobalt in here. Oh, yeah. Hands <laughs> <laughs> are a short stack of little pink slips of, of, for some reason, little message papers. So you are, uh, she takes, takes you back to her office, uh, sits, uh, pours uh, two cups of coffee on her way there, gives one, hands one to you. It's far too large for your your hands uh, and she sits down <laughs> and says all right so uh let's let's start at the beginning uh your friend um narthus was it <laughs> sorry that just tickled me um <laughs> no uh, nithis nithis uh was her name all right, so she was accused of a crime in the city where she comes from, and she was on the run from it, a crime that you say she didn't commit. All right, what city is she from? I don't remember the name. What's it? Windhaven. Windhaven? Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't remember if that was the name of the capital, too. Uh, she's from Windhaven. An eyebrow shoots up immediately. <laughs> I know. I was surprised, too. It's not a good time for her to be, you know, running away, but, you know, what are you going to do? Okay, so a Wintavian citizen on the, on the run from the Empire. Okay. She says, and what crimes is she accused of committing? A multiple murder. The other eye shoots up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Multiple murders. Um, and you say... <laughs> She was falsely accused of this. Amanda's broken. Multiple <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, she she did kill them and, and you know We thought ADA was gonna be bad. <laughs> she she did she did fully kill them, but um, Sean, I would give you inspir if we were doing inspiration system still, you would totally be getting inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to play it as unlike myself as possible. No mm -hmm. obfuscation. Um, yeah, no, she, she, she totally did kill those guys, but, um, but she, I, I don't know that if you noticed this or knew this at the time, but she can read minds. And what the fuck? <laughs> you're in jail. <laughs> oh, I'm a kobold. I don't understand anything. I'm seven. 
God. At, she, at this point, she sets the coffee mug down because she's afraid of spitting. <laughs> spitting it out on you. Um, yeah. But her face remains remarkably neutral, aside from the double eyebrow raised from earlier. <clears throat> so, but listening to this with the practice of a of a of a you know constable who frequently uh, frequently elicits confessions from suspects. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a remarkably easy interrogation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, where was it? Oh yeah, I, so this this ability, I guess, or or came as a surprise to her when she was on um, on a, on a mission with these other with these other individuals, and and um, they were apparently going to be doing some slaughtering, which she objects to on moral grounds, and um, and so she re reacted. She says, "Were these people in the military?" Marines, I think. Mm -hmm. Marines, yes. Yeah. She, so was she a Marine? She did seem to have a sort of <laughs> soldier-esque bearing about her. God damn I... it! I'm gonna get arrested in Carthol. <laughs> she, um, yeah. They, well, they called her Master Chief. Is that a mm -hmm. is that a rank? Um, uh, it can be. It can also be a title. Out of character, uh, Lieutenant Commander and Master Chief are from a two opposing. I looked it up, and like a Master Chief is an is an enlisted officer, and a, a Lieutenant Commander is a commissioned officer, and so oh. and so I'm going to say that you're a Lieutenant Commander and a commissioned officer because it fits your background. Uh, yeah. And Master Chief is maybe just a. I think in my head I was I made it from enlisted to commission, but mm. if yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. So Master Chief, it, she says it can be a it can be a rank or it can be a title depending on what the person's doing. There, hand well, waved when, away. When we when we uh, when we stepped out of the tree, at least that's what they called her. So. Stepped out of the tree. That's gonna really clarify things for her. Uh, she says, "Okay, so the person that helped uh, helped uh, capture the Night Stalker." Was that his name? Night Spectre. Yeah, so. Night Spectre, thank you. Uh, so the person that helped capture the Night Spectre was a disgraced member of a Windhavian Marines who murdered a bunch of Windhavian soldiers uh, and, and ran from it. Well, she, no, she, I mean, she stopped them from doing the murdering. So there was no, there was no slaughter of a village. It was, it was, you know, just an unfortunate death of, you know, really five really bad guys. And she says, and she's currently in Windhavian custody? Yes, being tried. And we're her, you know, we're her, our friend, her friends are her character witnesses. And you're? One of her friends. In contact with her while she's in Windhaven? Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to get some character references and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, get, and get the character references back to her. How are you getting back? <laughs> I forget how. Yeah. You have a little, little item. I speak into a thing. What's that? I, I speak into a thing and I and I get to go back. So you have a magic item that's going to teleport you to Windhaven. Well, me <laughs> and the uh, you know sheets of paper with the testimony. Forget me. You're not leaving Windhaven. <laughs> Gonna go to a fucking jail cell. No, he's not even Carthol. They're gonna take it and send him. Oh, I, I meant, I meant Carthol. Where are you? 
Uh, and you need my testimony to help her stay out of prison. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope uh, that, you know, she did, she did the right kind of the moral thing and it would be a shame if she's And I have to write it down on those sheets of paper with, uh, and then give it back to you. Is that all that happens? Yes. Blood. And then a, a, a drop of blood on there to seal it so it can't be changed. She says, now, if I put a drop of my blood on there, what's to prevent them from using that blood against me? Is that how that works? Yeah, if you have somebody's blood, you can scry on them super easy. You can. Uh, I don't think I would know that. <laughs> I, would, I would ask, is that how that works? She says there's all sorts of magic you can do with someone's blood. Most of it not good. Well, shit. Hmm. I, I mean, I was going to go ask the verser too for to talk about this. Is there some way to? What is that? your companion's plans if she's exonerated? Did we talk about that? Yeah. No, I think you said you weren't going to stay. She, she, yeah, she Nitha said that she wanted to leave the military. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's she's going to be out of the military completely, and and. Um, <clears throat> we'll be leaving Windhaven because you know there won't be will no longer be welcome there. I think probably as a um, kind of a symbol of some of the bad shit that they do. Um, she says, "Well, um, Gwen, was it?" Yes. I appreciate your candor, Gwen. She says, "No one else does." On this call, but uh, I'm going to give you some free advice. <laughs> Here it comes. Uh -oh. She says, "I'm guessing you're six, seven years old." Yep. <laughs> she says, "So I want you to listen closely to me." Seven and a half. <laughs> she says, not "Everything you've told me," she says. Um, can be used by people here in ways that you would not like. She says, we're, if not at war already with Windhaven, heading that way very soon. She says, don't tell anybody else that you have a, a, a teleportation device that takes you back to Windhaven. They'll try to exploit you. Maybe don't mention that your friend is a member of the Windhaven army. <laughs> she says, um, now hand me those sheets of paper and I'll start writing. Thank you very much. And I hand she over. Says, she says, I, I don't forget the good that the, a lot of you did for this town by stopping the Night Spectre. She says, and apparently, apparently you did something to rile up Ailes Bexel too. So hmm. never a bad thing in my book. Does does Gwen uh, take a clue at all from this? Ask for my mean, horses. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God damn it, would you let me get it out? I'm trying to form I'm trying to form the naive sentence that's gonna throw this all in the pot. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he's he's definitely on on our list since he, you know, stole Brindley's horses and and uh sick the bloodhound on us. The Empress's bloodhound. What an asshole. Oh, is that another one of those things I shouldn't say? 
She says, probably, probably select your words carefully with who, based on the audience of who you're talking to. She says, um, she says, luckily for you, she says, uh, my, my only fealty is to this city and making sure that it's protected. She says, as she's writing her testimony, um, she says, uh, I don't, I don't care about the war. I mean, obviously I don't want it to happen, but I don't, I have no interest in being a soldier for it either. Yeah. Well, I certainly wouldn't want anything to happen to New Haven. I mean, this is where all the stories come from. And Chalik would probably be pretty peeved with me if I screwed that up. Yes. Well, uh, she says, um, uh, you're going to talk to Varad and who else? Uh, Cal, the uh, the owner of the Lusty Nautilus. Um, she says, uh, just be extra careful what you say to Cal. She has a, a loose tongue. Okay. I can probably just keep it simple with her. So I will do that. Do you think Varad can, is kind of cool? <laughs> she says, Varad's a teddy bear, but. Um, you he seems like it. I mean, he seemed like a stand up bench kind of a. Minute. She says, just use him as practice before you talk to Cal. How about that? Yeah, okay. I'll give that a shot. Uh, and she finishes her testimony uh, and she uh, pulls out like a letter, letter opener from her desk okay. and pricks the tip of her finger and puts a drop of her blood on it. And as she does that, uh, you see just a shimmer of magic across the parchment, uh, and then it, which then fades away. Ooh, neat. Do you want me to heal that while I'm here? She says, uh, might as well. <laughs> so I will go ahead and lay on hands for one good point. <laughs> right, you don't want that to get infected. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she says, uh, I didn't know you all for long. Uh, in fact, I, to be honest, I hadn't thought of you in weeks, but uh, you, you did do a good service for the city, and I, I wish you the best in your trial. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, and, and you know, even if my friends can't come, I do hope to come back someday and visit the temple and, you know, spend a little time here and I'll, you know, I'll definitely, you know, I have a snout, so. <laughs> I have a snout and zippers aren't a thing. So that gesture doesn't mean anything. <laughs> there's, there's zippers. <laughs> Are there? Are there Why zippers? not? It's. There's ice cream. <laughs> Magic zippers. <laughs> murder bots. I mean, we're in a land with like lightsabers and murder bots. There can be zippers. <laughs> so. All right. Well, thank you very much, Sheriff. I, I appreciate all your help and, and the advice. That's very nice of you. Uh, she says, just keep your nose clean when you're in my town, huh? I'll try to get out of here as quickly as I can. Because <laughs> Sean is uncomfortable role-playing. <laughs> all right so uh from there you leave the constable office uh head across the street and into the campus of the black mountain academy uh where you find your way to the bursar's office only to find that it is closed because it is a rest day oh. fantasy so. weekend <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> what do you do do they have a little um <laughs> 
is there is there a little a little like thing where you can put papers in next to the door? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have. I think I have papers. I mean, not the the special magic papers, but I think I have. Oh, we like, didn't ask. Papers. How quickly are they expecting us back? Uh, they want you back as soon as you can get back, but if it takes a day or two, you know, it takes as long as it takes. Um, <clears throat> wasn't sure like if there was a deadline. I, uh, I the trial is going to be in this upcoming week, so. So fantasy Saturday, do they do they do stuff on fantasy Sunday, or is it just complete weekend off? Complete weekend off. Okay. Um. I will go and wander the campus and look for any of the um, look for the bursar. I mean, he's a fairly imposing being. Um, <clears throat> or there was there was a, a member of the faculty that we met too, right? Like a, a head Several. of biology or biology. Uh, you met monstrology. Um, monstrology. You right. met Lilian Lafleur, the professor of monstrology. I think I would look for the bursar or for her. Um, just kind of see if I see them around. All right. How long do you spend uh, on campus, walking around campus looking for them? I don't know, or an hour or two. Would it, I mean, it's a fairly large place, right? So Yeah. All right. You spend a couple hours walk, wandering the campus, uh, seeing you do see various students out in their uh, you know uniforms, like some of them doing yard work, some of them, you know, uh, writing under trees or reading books. Fantasy hacky sack. Uh, not even fantasy. It's just hacky sack, man. <laughs> hacky sack's <laughs> universal. It transcends dimensions. It's multi-universal. <laughs> Some people throwing a fantasy frisbee. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so I'd spend a couple hours and if I... Um, <clears throat> If I, I mean, if I can't find anybody, I'll just, uh, I'll find an in. I think I do want, I want to follow the sheriff's advice because it seemed well-meaning and not go and talk to the owner of the Lusty Narwhal until after I've talked to the bursar. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and so I would find a different in and stay there for that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's still only like noon. Oh. I don't know. I don't remember that I know anything else about the bursar, right? No, but I mean, you could you could ask around. You could. We went to a restaurant with him. You could see if maybe he's there. <laughs> That's right. Or a tavern or something, right? Yeah, we went. Didn't we go? We go. We went. And got drinks, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will check uh, and see if the bursar's at Fantasy Brunch. <laughs> Matt, Matt is is chagrined that I'm on the call right now. <laughs> uh, roll me a perception check. Oh, God. Not bad at these. Ooh, 17. All right. Um, as you're uh, walking to the tavern, um, kind of up ahead through the uh, crowd of people, uh, you see uh, a minotaur walking down the street away from you. Ah, I will scurry. Little legs. Scurry, scurry, scurry. After. All right. All right. What do you do when you catch up? Um, 
<clears throat> and I will say, uh, pardon me, Varad. Uh, the Minotaur looks down at you uh, and says, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's, I'm not Farad. Oh, racist. Oh, sorry. He says, uh, he says, it happens. I just saw you from the back, but I was looking for Varad. Uh, sorry to, sorry to bother you. He says, oh, uh, are you still looking for Varad? Oh, I am. Uh, he says, uh, he says, uh, he kind of narrows his eyes and he says, what for? He says, you a tax collector or something? Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, we we helped him with some business a while ago, and I just wanted to talk to him about that. Make me persuasion okay. check. Uh, okay. I'm going to roll the one that actually rolled better last time. Uh, uh, 12. Fuck you, dice. It says, you seem fairly trustworthy and fairly little. <laughs> Certainly true. He doesn't dodge his taxes. You know, it's just, why is this person looking for him? <laughs> uh, he's the bursar, so who knows? Any number of reasons he could not want to be running into the tax <laughs> Um He says, okay. Uh, he, he, he writes down a slip of paper and gives you a, he says, here's his address. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, I, and what was your name? Uh, he says, my name is Brith Yu. With you. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm Gwen. It, 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 you know, you helped me out immeasurably. He says, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, have a nice day. He says, uh, you have a good day, little little uh, priest of Chalik. Yeah. And I will go to Farad's uh, house. All right. Uh, as you get to Varad's door, you hear uh, a violin playing uh, some sort of uh, concerto. Ooh. I will kind of stop and wait until I until it comes to an end, and then knock. Okay. Uh, you hear a voice say, "Just a minute." Uh, the uh, door opens, uh, and you see uh, Varad standing there. Um, in a kind of a nice, just kind of a breezy summer outfit. Um, a silk kimono with a dragon on the back. <laughs> no. Just kind of like uh, breezy, breezy leggings and uh, kind of a, white yeah, shirt. like maybe like a, a white silk shirt. Uh, he's got a pair of uh, small spectacles on and he says, yes. Um, I, I, says, wait, I weren't you the one that a month ago with the shadowed mord bounder yes uh yeah i i was wondering um if i could have a word i thought you left town <clears throat> we did uh we did back for a a, a short time um and, oh, he and says, I, well, well come in come in he oh. says uh he says i just had a fresh pot on so uh come in just in time yeah that was a lovely song you were playing i'm assuming that was that was your playing you know yeah uh, he leads you into a uh, a very cozy but nicely appointed uh, sitting room uh, just inside uh, the the oak front door. Uh, the unfortunately the chairs are here are all fairly large. Uh, but, I mean, uh, he, makes sense. <laughs> Does he have uh, but, an ottoman that I could perch on? Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, and he he's got a, a a tea mug or a teapot on a like on the top of a uh, lace doily, uh, and he picks it up and gingerly pours you a a glass and a, and a mug that's you know would be it's, it's fairly small for him but it's a reasonable size for you, uh, and he picks up a similar sized mug and takes a kind of a, a, a drink of it almost like a shot. I'll take a I'll take a little sip and ooh, thank you. He says. Um, he says, yes, it's a, uh, he says, it is an oolong tea. Hmm. I don't, I don't know tea, but it's certainly very nice. So, um. <clears throat> uh, he says, um, would you care for a scone? He says, uh, I baked them this morning. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't possibly say no. You've been so kind. Uh, he <clears throat> says, would you like it with a little bit of clotted cream? Sure, that sounds that sounds very nice. All right. Uh, so he gives you a a a, war, a still warm scone with um, some sweet clotted cream on top of it. Mm. Hands it hands it to you. And I try not to make a pig of myself and drop it's crumbs on this carpet. Uh, it's very tasty. Um, uh, when he gets about halfway through his scone, uh, he says, "Okay, so." Um, what what brings you to my to my house? Well, um, the, sh- the sheriff said, suggested I come and speak with you next, but um, we've. Um, he says the sheriff is there. Is there trouble? Well, no. Um, our friend, uh, our friend Nithis. Do you remember her? You know, yay tall, kind of surly looking. Uh, he says the um, the uh, thin human you're with. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. She's gotten herself in a little bit of trouble, and 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 I'm. Out looking for um, for some character references. He says, and, uh, "Well, what kind of trouble has she gotten herself into?" Well, a, a, a little bit of legal trouble after our, you know, we we traveled through Carthol and and um, you know, apparently there's someone looking for her, and and um, they, you know, we believe, you know, I I believe her uh, that she's been she's been wrongly accused of of a crime and 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 really all all we're looking for is a, um something that is a uh speaks to her character um obviously none of us could say that that uh, none of us were there and and can't say absolutely that she did not do this thing but um but it would be out of out of character for her so so we i'm trying to get um you know testimony uh, uh, accounts of of the good that she's done uh, while she was here in, in New Haven, and I was hoping you'd you'd be able to to help uh, with some with some testimony to that effect. He says, "Oh, I think I might be able to help, but uh, what? I'll, what, yeah, what would you like me to, to write about?" Um, <clears throat> well, the the, the did they did they hire us or did we come to them for? We brought them Brad, right to heal. So recap, you were hired by the caravan company to rescue the partner. Uh-huh. Brad came with you. Brad got hurt. Uh, Brad, uh, you brought Brad uh, back. Uh, he was sick. Uh, you weren't sure who to go to. So you went to the bursar because they're the only people that had any sort of relation with them. was the university. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, Brad magically somehow healed himself. And then left with uh, left with uh, the caravan. Uh, you all uh, at the university's behest went and tracked down the shadowed Moorbounder, 
because uh, they wanted it for study. Uh, you weren't able to recover it, but you were able to get rid of it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and really, we're just looking for a couple of words on um, your interactions with Mythos and 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 how helpful how helpful we were um, in those interactions. And and if you um, if you got any um, if you got any measure of her character, you know, I I believe she's just she is a good-hearted person, and 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 if if that is something that that you'd agree with as well, um, you know, please do. Please do he says I do not know her or even you that well, uh, but I'm happy to give a a fair recounting of the events. He says after all, you did uh, risk your lives to help the university, and I think we can. Okay. And obviously, you cared a great deal for for Brad, uh, who I'm assuming was a stranger to you before all this happened. He was. We met him that morning. He says, so "I think that speaks highly." So, in my statement, I should should say that you uh, you went to stop the bandit that had kidnapped the caravan owner. Uh, your companion was injured. You went to great expense or great trouble to find uh, someone that would care about him. Uh, and then took upon uh, great physical risks to yourself to help the university solve this menace. Is that about the? I think I think that would be perfect. Anything I've neglected to include? Uh, subconscious people in the background. Anything I've forgotten? <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure he really emphasizes this. <laughs> I think. I, I don't think I'm going to jiggle his elbow too much. I think he's like Nithis was the hero of the whole thing. <laughs> uh, remember, lies will be detected. Yeah. Also, that's that's more of a of a Brindley kind of reaction to life. <laughs> no. no, I I think that I think that uh, that about sums it up. And and all, all all we'd ask you to do is uh, you know write that down on this piece of paper and then just a little drop of blood and seals it, and it uh, does a little flashy thing and. And it can't be changed. He says, I'm familiar with this magic item. Oh, I'm... Cool. All right. He, he writes down his accounting uh, <clears throat> as you read it over. Looks good. Okay. <laughs> to a six year old or seven year old kobold. Uh, and then, he, <laughs> and then it, without a hesitation, he pricks his finger and puts a drop of blood on it and it flashes like it did before and it is sealed. Thank, thank you very much, and you know, and, and thank you for the scone and tea. It was, uh, it was lovely. Um, I am. It's kind of what time is it roughly now? Like three or four in the afternoon. Okay. Um, I'm I'm in town for another day, and um, would you would you like to play a song? I can I can pull out the lute and and, and play along with you if you like, or I can leave you to your peace. He says, no, he says, playing some music sounds lovely. He says, uh, he says, know anything, know anything good and jaunty for the violin and lute? <laughs> I have no idea. Do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know lots of songs. <laughs> Roll me a perform check and I'll roll one for him as well. Okay. Uh, let's try new dice. New dice. New dice, new shooter coming out. Ooh, 25. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, he got an 18, so. Wow. <laughs> He's, he, he, after you finish, he says, wow, that was, uh, that was quite the duet. Yeah, yeah. If you ever, 
you ever uh, want to take up traveling the roads and uh, and performing music, you've certainly got the chops for it. He says, "Oh, I'm I'm happy with my bursar life here. Maybe a uh, second career when you retire." Uh, he, he he reaches out a hand and, and shakes your little little hand and uh, gently <laughs> and says, uh, "Well, this was this was quite the pleasant diversion for a rest day." Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'm off to find an inn, but thank you very much. That was, that was fun. All right. So what next for you? Um, I think I'll find an inn and spend the night. Are you going to stay at the Lustin Arwal or a different inn? I think a different inn because I don't want to start that conversation. It's, I mean, it's close enough to the, to like dinner time and a time when an inn people would be busy, right? I don't wanna... <clears throat> All right. It's the 28th of planting. It is week's end, Fantasy Sunday. <laughs> Um, so kind of like first thing in the morning, because I know there won't there generally isn't a, a lunch or a, a breakfast crowd on a on a Sunday morning. Well, they don't serve. Yeah, they they don't really serve much in the way of meals here. Oh, well, they do. That's right, they do. Never mind. They just don't deal with the touristy stuff. Uh, yeah. So I will head into the lusty narwhal. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> you come into the lusty narwhal. Um, uh, and you see uh, Caldenia, uh, 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 if I remember correctly, dwarven woman uh, standing behind the bar. Yeah. Um, is there a crowd in here? Or is it- no, it's pretty thin. Pretty, okay. So I will walk up to the bar and uh, I assume there are some high stools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's accommodating seats for people of all sizes here. So I will hop up on one of the high stools and, uh, hello. Um, Cal says, uh, Gwyn, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, here about a month ago, uh, along with uh, Warforged, uh, self-conscious water genasi and a skinny person with badly dyed hair. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're... Uh, we were here for a couple of days and then passed along. You've got a great memory for, for face. Yeah, it was like Brinley and Nithis and 88, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because it's a skill. That's really good. That's really good. Uh, and actually, I you know, it's a, one of them I'm here about. Uh, um, <clears throat> Nithis is, uh, has gotten into a little bit of trouble out of town. And, and um, you know, and, and I was wondering, you spent some time interacting with her and, and interacting with us as a group and and I was we were hoping that um, you might be able to stand as a character reference for it uh, it wouldn't wouldn't take much you just kind of uh, put your thoughts down on paper and and uh, you know a little uh, prick of blood and, and on the piece of paper and it'll uh, lock what you write down and and, and that'll be it uh, roll me persuade check come on Sean do well uh 15 wait 14 sorry cannot miss she says uh i appreciate the situation your friends got in but that's going to be a hard no for me yeah all right well is she it, says I mean, uh, i'm not putting my blood on anything <laughs> and uh especially not the piece of paper that's going who knows where no offense but uh i've seen enough blood magic in this world well, i suppose that's Having just learned about that, I suppose that's a that's a, a fair concern. Uh, nothing, nothing I can. So, do what did she do? 
Well, I mean, it's all very murky and and, and deep in the past, and, and nothing nothing I could do to to convince you. I mean, I I, got, I really got to run as well. She says, to... uh, "Where where where this where this happen at?" Uh, uh, hometown. I you know I I didn't even really get the name. I... Narrows right. She says you're being awfully vague. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. I am. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay but, yeah i guess i i mean i you know i'm sure i'm sure she'll be fine you know uh you know we'll we'll all do our best to to convince uh not to you know so uh oh a capital offense huh well i mean so probably murder uh, isn't she, isn't everything a capital offense should she kill anybody important <laughs> leave you literally just need to leave clue, clue, clue. you asked for subconscious voices earlier <laughs> it's time to run away bravely run away <laughs> oh it's nothing it's nothing quite that serious i'm sure but in any case i i better run you know i got uh uh, I got to get on the road if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm gonna make it back. Just a quick run through town. So, in any case, have a have a lovely day and and hope this Sunday picks up for you. This week's end. This week's end. Sorry, <laughs> I'm working I on my, my bullshit made up fantasy. Well, days I, of the week. I'm All working right. on my my I'm working on my my pattern <laughs> in my head. I'm like I can't translate. She says, "Well, do do come back. Don't be a stranger." Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, it's the, this is the birthplace of Chalik. So of course it's, uh, it's, it's high on my list to come back to. So in any case, have a, she have seems a unimpressed by that argument. <laughs> she would be, she was kind of a curmudgeon about that last time. So anyway, I'm off. Thank you very much. And I hop off the stool and trundle out. Mm -hmm. You think you catch her saying something about the Azure scales under her breath as you as you trundle out, but <laughs> so I'll head off down the road. You'll block her block her so away and try to duck into an alley, teleport myself home. All right. You push the button and you uh, suddenly find yourself with a little popping sound uh, in the office of Iran. Oh. All right. Um, next up was supposed to be 88, uh, but it looks like, oh, oh, you're back. All right. 88. Uh, oh. uh, the, your, your posh hotel room disappears and you find yourself uh, uh, standing in an alleyway next to a kind of rundown tavern near the university in Carthel. Uh, the uh, you see um, the tavern has a little snake set above it that has a set of copper fangs uh, and a sign that says the copper fang. Uh, uh, and uh, you you uh, just to set the scene that copper fang is by definitely uh, what we would call a dive bar. Uh, lots of cheap drinks favored by students who just want to get drunk on the on the cheap. Uh, sure. 
there's some hustle and bustle of people milling about the city. Uh, no one seems to notice you teleport in. All right. I will head towards uh, Bartrand Darius Silverbrand, the fourth house. All right. Um, so from where you're at, uh, it's a, a, you have to go back into the inner city because uh, you came into the university, which is outside the walls. Uh, oh, I thought it was inside. Mm -mm. Well, that's my mistake then. <laughs> Sorry. Did you intend to go to a destination inside the walls? Because if so. Yes. All right. Uh, you you teleported into another tavern uh, inside the inside the walls that is a much nicer than the copper fang called the right. silver tooth, <laughs> the gold fang. Uh, all right. Um, all right. Uh, so you start making your way to. Bartran's house. Um, uh, about uh, I don't know, about two blocks uh, from where you start walking, uh, you feel a tap on the shoulder. I turn around. Um, uh, there's another Warforged uh, standing there. Hello. Hello. I couldn't help but notice that you teleported into town. Where are you here from? Outside. Are you a powerful wizard? I am not. Do you require the service of a wizard? Do you intend nefarious intent for this city? I do not. Well, as a fellow Warforged, I feel like I should tell you, the city is currently in a state of lockdown. And if someone else had noticed you teleport in, there's a chance that you could be involved in a fracas. I wish to avoid a fracas. I appreciate the warning. They nod solemnly. Um, if you do intend the town no harm I, and you are intending on teleporting away soon, I would recommend doing it as quickly as possible. Thank you. Good day. I will go back about my business. All right. Um, you make your way back down to uh, Darius's house. Uh, you get there, you're pleased to see that the upstairs shutters are closed, along with the downstairs shutters. Uh, the uh, there is a the water fountain next to the door still running. Um, what do you do? Was there a bell or no? You just I think you just knocked. Uh, you hear a familiar voice say. Yes, um, hello, if you could uh, just speak into the fountain next to you. Um, who, who's there? Hello, this is 88. May I speak with you? Oh, 88, my dear friend. Yes, yes. Um, well, uh, give me five minutes. Of course. I fear you've caught me in a, a uh, state of undress. Yes, that, that's the ticket. Um, 
It is early in the morning, I, if I recall. Depending on how time zones work, yes. Uh, well, you're pretty much almost straight north. Uh, uh, and it's summertime, so it's a little bit lighter than it is in Windhaven, but still very much the morning. All right. Uh, after, after five minutes exactly, the door opens. Uh, and you see Aleph standing there. Hello. Um, Aleph gestures with his sort of herky-jerky clockwork motions towards the sitting room. I go inside and I sit. Uh, you come inside and find Darius already in there, um, a blanket over his lap, uh, and uh, uh, the, the affectionately known murder bot uh, kind of standing a few paces behind him. He says, oh, uh, hello. Hello, welcome, welcome back to my uh, estate. Um, I, uh, he says, I was going to have uh, Aleph set out some sandwiches and drinks. However, um, I assume that would be a wasted effort. Uh, yes, that will not be necessary. I am alone. <clears throat> he sits there for an awkward five, 10 seconds. I have come because I require your help. Oh, oh, wonderful. Um, yes, a, a chance for Darius to repay the favor. Uh, uh, yes, what, 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 what sort of help can I do for you? Um, 88. I'll pull out five pieces of parchment and the magic quill and ink and set them down on the little table and say, Nithis has been arrested. We require- Oh my. We require testimonials of her good nature to help in her defense. If you would please sign out a, uh, write out an affidavit of how she helped you recover your stolen property, we would be appreciative. He says, um, oh, well, if I, if I recall correctly, I, I paid you a considerable sum of money and you recovered it. Uh, is there much that I should be writing beyond that? Thanks for a moment. <clears throat> I believe that would be sufficient. Okay. Um, so, uh, should I should I include the amount, just the amount I paid her, or the amount I paid your entire group? I do not know that the specific amount is important. We'll just go with large sum. All right. Um, do I do I do I start this by saying I Darius Bartrand Silverbrand the fourth being of sound mind and body, or is it a different sort of what what was the best way to um, start this? I think that is a good beginning. Okay, I Darius Bartrand Silverbrand the fourth being of sound mind and body, uh, do hereby confirm that uh, on. The on the nineteenth of planting, um, one Nithis and company responded to an advertisement I had posted on the job board, seeking assistance for a missing golem that I had created. Uh, with um, with little assistance from myself. Um, Nithis and the company were able to retrieve the golem in exchange for a handsome reward that I paid. I was satisfied with their work. 
Idiot is nodding. Truthfully signed, Darius Bartrand Silverbrand the Fourth. All right, is that it? That is very good. Now you will need to place a drop of blood on the parchment to seal it, so it cannot be altered. Oh, okay. My blood or someone else's? Yours. Less good, but all right. Do still doable. Uh, uh, he says. Um, uh, he pulls out a wand. Uh, and uh, Aleph goes into the kitchen and comes back out with a uh, sewing needle. Uh, and he says, uh, all right, well, um, just a prick then, yes. Just a small prick in the finger? Yes. And then what do I do with the blood once, once it has been produced? Place a drop of blood on the parchment. On the parchment, okay. And I just prick the finger? Yes. Okay. He uh, pricks the finger and a, a bead of blood rolls out and he faints immediately. <laughs> I will reach over and take his hand and put the blood on the paper. Uh, on the the uh, paper shimmers uh, like it did. Um, his three mechanical servants stand there impassively on not being commanded to help him in any way. Mm -hmm. I will... I will... <laughs> Um, I will, I will, because he had the, the control rod for a left that I'm guessing he's now dropped. Mm -hmm. I'll reach over and grab it. And I will think since he didn't seem to give them vocal commands, yeah. I'll, I will think, uh, for him to get a bandage to bandage up his finger and then get him a cold drink. All right. A left starts clanking and goes and gets a, a, a bandage that he wraps gingerly around the finger then goes and gets a, a cold drink. It looks like some sort of mint julep and uh, sets it down in front of uh, in front of uh, Bartrand and then stands back at attention. Darius, for what it's worth, is still unconscious. Mm-hmm. Eighty-eight sits there and waits for him to wake up. After a few more minutes, he kind of stirs too, and he says, like, "Oh my! Um, I seem to have had a bit of a fainting spell." It is all right. He and looks I'll... down at his finger, which is bandaged. And he says, "Oh, whew. I was worried the blood was still going to be there, and I would have, <laughs> you know, passed out again." I'll pick up the mint julep and offer it to him. Oh well, thank you. Oh, this is very good. He says it's just like the ones the left makes. That is because he made it. And I will set the control rod back down on the table. He, uh, he his eyes kind of wide and he snatches it back up. He says, oh, well, thank you. Um, so. I, yes, thank you very much for your assistance. It is greatly appreciated. And I will show him the, the piece of parchment. So the uh, process has been completed. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, Am I supposed to ask you how you've been at this point, or can we just conclude this? I believe we can conclude this. I'll put the parts. Wonderful, away. wonderful. I, that's why I like you the best, eighty-eight. Um, no need for pretense or anything like that. Well, um, I, I do appreciate you stopping in, um, and uh, everything. I don't need to ask that. That's right. Whew. Whew. All right. Well, goodbye. Um, Aleph will show you out. 
Have a nice day. Uh, you do the same. Uh, good seeing you. Uh, and Aleph kind of walks over and points towards the door. All right. I follow Aleph out. And he opens the door and points you outside and then shuts the door. All right. And I will leave there and head towards uh, Cliff's constabulary. All right. Um, Which I think means leaving the inner city. Yes. So you do have to, you do leave the inner city and head north. Um, um, Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Did we leave a good impression with Cliff? I don't know. I'm about to find out. (laughs) Okay. All right, so you had uh, you had uh, north. Um, uh, there's a line to get out of the inner city, uh, and uh, after a couple hours in the line, you make your way to the front, uh, and there's a couple of guards uh, that look at you and just say, uh, "How long you been in the inner city?" One day. Oh no kind of straightens up a bit. And what were you doing in the inner city? I needed to speak with Lord Darius Silverbrand, Lord... Darius uh, Bartrand Silverbrand IV. Darius Bartrand Silverbrand IV. Who's that? He is... He's a lord, right? He's nobility, or is he just rich? He's just rich. Uh, He might be a lord. You don't know. You never heard heard it. Okay, so, all right. Uh, he is a wealthy inventor who lives in the city. Inventor, huh? Did you uh, need him to invent something for you? No, I needed a statement from him. What kind of statement? A testimonial as to the good work of my adventuring group. Is this for like a job interview or something? Something like that, yes. Looks at his partner. They just kind of shrug and say, all right, move along. <laughs> I move along. Mm-hmm. All right. So you find yourself uh, north of the inner city. Uh, not much city up here. Uh, they do see the junkyard not too far off. Uh, kind of the, the largest structure north of the side of the city. Uh, that's sort of to the northwest and to the east. You do see the large tree and uh, what used to be the elven alienage uh, and the little woods that have sprung up around that. Uh, but you head west towards the junkyard uh, and towards the northern uh, constabulary remote office uh, where inside you are greeted by a uh, secretary who is just like, yeah, what do you want? I am looking for Cliff. Cliff! <laughs> Uh, a few moments later, uh, bleary-eyed, uh, w- feathers and his wings sort of ruffled, uh, uh, yeah, outfit just wrinkled and worn in, big coffee stain, uh, day-old coffee stain on the on the on the shirt, and he just says, okay what hello may i speak to you in private yeah come on back 
He takes you back to his office, uh, cluttered with un, undone paperwork uh, and, uh, you know, the smell of stale coffee. He says, <clears throat> he says, know you from somewhere. Where do I know you from? We met about a week ago. We came to speak to you about the, what was their name? The junk punks? About the junk punks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're the one that uh, got into that uh, rager with the uh, junk punk leader, right? Fireballed you. Yes, that is correct. You, you got him to talk. Yeah, yeah. Was that only a week ago? It feels like months. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, sorry, I've been sorry. Anyway, what? It's all what right. What, what, um, just not a morning person. I haven't had much coffee yet and I'm still chasing the dog that bit me last night. Uh, it seems like you have been having a difficult time. Would you like to talk about it? <laughs> he says, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that's worth getting into, but, uh, well, if, if to be honest, I've been burying myself in my work. He says, pulling. 13, 14 hours, days. Oh, he's getting a divorce, right? Yeah. He says, uh, then I go, I, I leave here and I go and I drink my dinner. <laughs> Gross. That does not seem healthy. No, it's not. He says, uh, you know, I didn't used to be so bad. He says, but you come home to that empty house. Not a lot to fill the time. I understand. It sounds very difficult. He says, I'm sorry, did you come here to talk to me about my problems or did you have a crime to report or something? No, I was wondering if you would be willing to write out an affidavit to help Nithis. She was a member of our group. Oh yeah, I remember the one that got fireballed, right? That is correct. Uh, he, uh, he kind of straightens out some of his feathers subconsciously uh, in his wings. Uh, he says, uh, all right, well, wait, you want me to fill out more paperwork? If you would just simply write down and sign an affidavit stating that she was injured while attempting to recover stolen property. This is affidavit. He says, this, this sounds a lot like a legal thing. What, uh, he yes. says, are you in trouble in some other part of the city or? Not in this city, no. But Nithis is about to be put on trial and we are trying to find character references to prove that she is a good person. Yeah, she seemed all right. She she's a cop, right? Not a cop, no. Really? I got that vibe from her. Perhaps she will go into law enforcement at some point. I do not know. I would advise her not to do that. It'll it'll you know wreck your marriage and she is eat, not married. Eat your life. He says, "Well, she's smart." All right. Uh, well, um, sure. I just have to. I just have to fill out this form. I'll put uh, the piece of parchment, a piece of parchment, and the ink and the quill in front of him, saying, "All you have to do is write a statement that she was uh, <clears throat> de- uh, explaining that she was injured, uh, perhaps using the detail that it was a fireball, in, in attempting to recover stolen property from a group of known criminals." And then you must place a drop of blood on the parchment to seal it so it cannot be altered. 
Your odds. He says, uh, <laughs> yes, an Eric Coker alcoholic is a, is a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, he says, yeah, I can do this. He says this for a, tr he says for a trial. He says, I've written a fair amount of these in my time. Uh, he says, uh, all right, well, let's see where do I start. Uh, I, Detective Cliff Fisher, he says, sworn officer of the New Haven, or not New Haven, the, Carth the Carthal, uh, the Carthal Constabulary, detective by trade, trained in law enforcement and detection. Do hereby certify the following is true. And then he, uh, he writes a fairly um, by the book accounting of his time with you, uh, but um, he seems quite adept at making Nithis out to be the the good person who was, you know, innocently, uh, innocently attacked by these goblins, uh, and uh, who, you know, uh, you, you, by, by reading this, she comes off as a saint. Uh, I mean, that's one hundred percent how Nithis saw it too. So yeah, <laughs> uh, he says. Um, and and with my blood, I affirm this to be true. Uh, Detective Cliff Fisher, and then he pricks a finger without even thinking about it, slaps it on the on the piece of paper. And he says, "All right." He says, "Is there anything else you need?" Does the parchment do its shimmery thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That is all I need. I thank you very much for your time and cooperation. Hey, he says, "You want to say something cool about these things?" Hmm. He says, well, he says, before you take before you, you take the parchment back, he says, "Hey, you want to see something cool about these things?" Sure. He dips the quill in the ink in the inkwell, uh, and he just starts scribbling on the paper all over it, uh, and nothing happens. Very effective magic. He says, uh, "Can't be altered at all." He says, "Watch this," and he takes it and he dunks it in his coffee, and he puts it back, and it's perfectly dry. <laughs> I am impressed. He says, throw it in the fireplace. I've tried. Nothing will happen. Why did you try to put it in a fireplace? He says, it's a long story. He says, uh, I didn't write it. It was delivered to me by my wife's lawyer. I believe I understand. He says, he actually puts his hand on the, his chin on his hand and he just says, do you? Because <laughs> I've been trying to make sense of it for the last 10 months. I will put all my papers and stuff in my bag and get up. But before I leave, I will reach out and put a hand on his shoulder. And I will say, I understand that when it feels like no one cares for you, it can be difficult to care for yourself. But I care for you, Cliff. Uh, his eyes start to water up a little bit. And he says, uh, I, I don't think you... You know how much I needed to hear that today. Thank you. Shoulder. You are welcome. He says, no, if you excuse me, he says, uh, got coffee to drink and crimes to investigate. And a shirt to wash. I got it. I just got to say that this adoption of Cliff is very similar to the adoption of Chalik. <laughs> Same. 
Chess would just, just, Cliff will be yeah. a god by the next campaign. Just count kind of mark my words. Mm-hmm. The last NPC we decided was ours. <laughs> yes, but he has to sacrifice himself nobly and tragically before that happens. Um, all right, so 88 leaves. Uh, Cliff's just like, uh, shut the door behind you. <laughs> I close the door. Um, and... Uh, on my way out, I will ask the uh, the secretary at the desk. No, I won't do that because that wouldn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask if there was a bathroom, but eighty-eight wouldn't use that. Um, <laughs> so, so I will I will go outside and try and find a secluded spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's pull- there's all sorts of twisty alleyways around here. Not a problem. Pull out the little rod and click the button. All right, and just like that, you are back in Aran's office. Hello. All right. Um, Brinley. Yes. Your posh hotel room disappears, mm-hmm. uh, and you find yourself in the alleyway behind the good cafe. Oh, weird that they shut down behind it. That's not a part of it. <laughs> Trying to avoid suspicion. <laughs> That's true. I um I was in there up to some unsavory things last time they were here. <laughs> I take off towards my parents' house. All right. Um, yeah. As you're walking down the street, uh, you get a couple nods from people. I like um, And uh, you make your way uh, back to your your house. I open the front door and I go, "Dad, it's me!" And I take off my shoes. Um, you hear uh, a sound from the backyard um, of just a faint voice being like, Bradley, is it you? <laughs> yeah, it's me. Who else would it be? <laughs> uh, your dad comes back into the through the back door. His uh, his like his knees and uh, lower legs just covered in dirt, and he's wearing his his uh, gardening gloves. He says. I thought you left yesterday. I did, but now I'm back for just a little bit. Did you miss me? Oh, I miss you every minute you're away, Pumpkin. But uh, he says, um, where where are your friends? Um, let's see. 88 is in Carthol. Carthol? And, yeah. Um, Glenn is in New Haven. I'm he says, there, are you obviously. pulling my leg? He says, did you just get homesick and miss us already? And this is in Windhaven. He kind of, well, he says, wait. He says, uh, one second. Brindley, what's your middle name? Nadine. Brindley, Nadine, Corther, you are not, you're not joking with me, are you right now? Of course not. He says, uh, he says, okay, I need, he says, I'm going to take my gardening gloves off. He says, I'm going to change into some more appropriate pants. Uh, and then we're going to have a, we're going to, we're going to hear about all about this. All right. Of course. Uh, first though, while you're doing that, maybe start thinking about being the security game better lock for the stables and stuff like that. <laughs> he says, well, all right, we'll talk about that. He says, one sec, let me just, uh, yeah, let me just let me just change out of my garden clothes. And so he goes into the mud room and and comes back out a few minutes later in his uh, in his kind of walk walking around the house outfit. Uh, 
And he uh, he says, uh, coffee is still a little fresh. He says, you want some? Oh, thank you. All right. He pours himself a big mug and he uh, he uh, kind of pats a seat at the cable next to him and he, he sits down. I take the seat. I give him a very honest and accurate recount of the last, what is it, 12 hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah. And at the end of it, he just says, and they came into our stable and they stole your horses? I know. I'm so, Dad, I'm so upset. He says, uh, he says, it hasn't been that long. He says, have you checked the tavern? They might still be there. I haven't. That's a good idea. It's a very good idea. I'm going to do that. Um, while I do that, I need you to take this and I take one of the pieces of paper and the magic ink and stuff and just write very nice things about Mythos as a character reference. Like just how nice she is, how good she is, like your side of the story about how cool she is, um, save people, things, all that sort of stuff. Oh, of course, um, she's a hero and you're, she's your best friend. Yeah. He says, I'm sure I can. I know. Might want to. He says you might want to give me two or three pieces of paper. He says ah, I could I could write a whole story uh, about how great she so is. So I only got twenty of it, twenty of these, and I do need more for um the gold leaves. Mm-hmm. Because of you know the whole saving uh what's his face? I know the parents. Uh Eris. Eris? Yep. Okay. So whole saving Eris thing. Yeah. Uh he says, absolutely. So concise, but eloquent. Concise, but eloquent. He says, that's the uh, Corther family motto, right? Exactly. And he winks. Uh, All right. Um, did they give us only one thing of ink and yeah. it, quills? Or? Yeah. Well, the ink, and, the ink and quill itself isn't magical. It's just the... Uh, oh, okay. It's just the parchment and well, then the blood. So I'm going to grab an extra ink and quill. Mm -hmm. That's why I probably have some with me anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, I'm going to stop by mom's work. I'm going to check out the tavern, see if the horses are still there, and then I'm going to go to the gold leaves, and then I'll be back. Okay. All right. All right. So, bye, Dad. All right. We're going to fast forward through your mom's work. Similar reactions. You give her the parchment. She agrees to write uh, some good things about Nithis. Um, uh, at the tavern, uh, green flagon. Uh, you don't see the horses in the stable, but uh, do you talk to the barkeep? Yes, I asked him about my horses. All right. He says, oh yeah, he says, I saw a couple people, two fine horses like that just left this morning, heading west towards, uh, well, they said towards New Haven. So it's been how many hours, like an hour and a half-ish? Yeah. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. And I run to the constabulary. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Brindley. <laughs> um, hello? Uh, come in, come in, uh, says Constable Mary Corby. C-O-R-B-Y. She says, oh, hey, Brindley. Uh, thought you were out of town. I was. Um, I had to come back because these terrible people stole my horses. A horse? Wait, somebody stole your horses? Yes, the Grand Doodle. She says, "Give me a description of them." 
I give her a very long and eloquent description of how awesome my horses are. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a good amount of information. She says, any idea where they might be? Um, the bartender at the Green Flag Inn said that they left about an hour, hour and a half ago. Um, I think they're heading towards New Haven because this guy, Ailes Bexel, is mad at us. And so he stole the horses and he was in league with a Windhavian spy. So he definitely needs, somebody needs to capture him and talk to him about the terrible decisions he's getting into. <laughs> he says, okay. She says, okay, okay. Uh, I'll tell you what, she says, uh, she says, I have a sending stone with the uh, constable over in Odmina, and uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll sending stone ahead to make sure that she knows that they're going to be arriving and, and to, 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 to detain them. You should call Jessica, too, um, over in New Haven. And oh, I don't really. I, I don't have a sending stone with her. Just, just... Do you have anything towards um, uh, Carthel? No, the big city folk don't really, don't really uh, you know. Okay, they don't really care about us out here in East Hill. See about passing it on because this guy, he's called the Blood Empress's Bloodhound. He's really high up there and he is screwing around in New Haven doing God knows what. Well, point of order, the Empress's Bloodhound is now in Windhaven. <laughs> well, he was. Yes. And apparently he's got a great enough relationship with his Ailes Bexel that he is doing friendly things for him and stealing my horses. All right. She says, well, I'll, I'll, write, a, I'll, write, a, I'll write a bird for... Uh, for uh, the constable of uh, of New Haven, Morning Steel, isn't it, Jessica Morning Steel? Yes, that's right. I think I, I think I met. She says I think I met her at the at the constable convention in Carthol two years back. Ooh, was it fun? It was work. No, no good like open bars in the evening or anything. Oh no, I definitely got drunk. <laughs> okay. She says. Uh, she says, but uh, you know. What happens in Carthel stays in Carthel, especially at the Constable <laughs> Convention. So, very true. Okay, I'd rather go to the Gold Leafs, but thank you for meeting with me and hearing about my poor horses. Um, if they get recovered, just bring them back to my parents' house. She says, "Yeah." Uh, she said, "Should I let you know when they get here?" And then you know, yeah. Well, what you have the trial to identify the horses and stuff. Oh yeah, of course. All right. Well, uh, we'll just tell your parents, or we'll go to your parents' house. I'm assuming you're staying there, and. Um, I'm not there right now, but I'm probably back in time. Um, if not, my parents can also attest that there are horses because they saw them and they stabled them for a while, too. Two months. Okay. Cool. Thank you. And then I finally made my way over to the Goldie's house. All right. So, yeah, a few hours later. So, a few hours after you arrived, you finally make your way over to the Goldie's house. Uh, of course, delayed several times by random people you know in the street stopping you and chatting with you about how life is and local gossip. I happily chat back. Mm -hmm. uh, so you make it. You make Not it to. You make it to the Goldleaf House uh, shortly after lunchtime. Uh, the the smell of um, smell of a rich stew still lingers in the air uh, as you knock on the door. And uh, it's friendly corner. And and um, 
Yeah, uh, Cass Goldleaf opens the door, and when she sees you, uh, or when he sees you, he smiles. Uh, Hi, Mr. Goldleaf. So, uh, friendly, he says. He brings you in for a hug right away. He says, yep. uh, he says, um, Tristan and I thought that uh, you'd left town. Um, um I did. Yesterday, yeah. right? Yes, yes. And uh, we ran into a problem, so I need to get a sworn affidavit from you about how my friend Nithis saved Eris. Oh, of course, of course. It's the least, it's the least okay, we could do. do uh, and, um, and this was for Nithis's sake. Yes. Well, uh, any friend of yours is a friend of ours. And, and after all, Nithis risked her life to save Eris's and well, uh, well you know, you know, I, I would have come to you. The spider dragged her up in the tree. I was going to eat her too. Oh well, we'll be sure to include that in the uh, in the description. Uh, but uh, I, I would have come and got you today, but I, you know your your parents had mentioned you're out of town. But uh, Eris is awake and is recovering upstairs. If you want to talk to him, that is so great. Yes, I will. Uh, and while you do that, um, uh, I'll start filling this out, and, and then Tristan should be back any minute now, and uh, and I'll have Tristan fill his out as well. I'm going to take a couple of those pieces of paper. Kicker most stairs with me too, just in case Eris feels good enough to write about the situation he got himself into and then waking up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you walk upstairs uh, to a bedroom that the smell of clove cigarettes permeates from. <laughs> <laughs> you want to open? Do you want me to open you up a window? I hear that's really good. Well, there's none being smoked right now. There's just been enough smoked in there over oh, time. Oh, no, I was just, just saying because it's smelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, Eris says, come in. Hi, it's me, Brindley. Uh, you come into this room. It's got like, uh, uh, you see, you see, uh, you, you, first thing you see is Eris in bed. Uh, his skin very, still very pale. Uh, his black hair, uh, looking kind of greasy oh, and man. and matted. Uh, you see, um, cool. Um, the walls are plastered in artwork, apparently of his own hand. Uh, yeah, it's, you all have been here before, right? We have been there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same as you as you remember it. Uh, and um how are you doing says oh hey uh you know i've been better but um i'm like very much still alive and that's you it's because of you and nithis well oh yeah yeah and your friends too Mm -hmm. yeah she very bravely bravely dragged you down from that tree well not dragged carried you was she the one that pulled me down i wasn't sure yes um and she did the thingies too. Did you maybe catch a glimpse of her when you did? When she did? He says, uh, "Maybe I think yeah. I think I recall. I recall seeing her. I maybe was like really shining light behind her as she <coughs> opened up the cocoon and yeah. I'm sure that's exactly how it happened. Oh, can you wow. picture it in your head? I've got a great picture of that in my head. You know, I can you draw it. Did it for me. Thank you. <laughs> Um, what's she look like? You'll have to tell me, remind me. Oh, well, I'm sure you remember pretty well, but I'll just give you a little bit more. Just like fill in, fill in the, the little gaps. All right. So he, he, with, with your coaching, he sketches out the, uh, his memory of, <laughs> of Nithis saving him with the light behind her. That is so pretty. He says, um, he says, speaking of pretty, uh, he, uh, he says, hand me that book off the shelf. And he points to a book. Sure. Pops up, goes over the shelf, grabs the book. 
Uh, he, op- he opens it up and he pulls out a, um, a uh, dried flower that looks Ooh. like the ones that were in the clearing. Uh, and he says, uh, these are the flowers I was going to go get. Uh, this is one from last year, but. Oh, we should have grabbed some. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, he says he says they only they only bloom like once a year, so I missed out on them this year. But uh, well, next year you'll get them. Um, he says, yeah. He says, uh, he says it's never too late to get unicorn tears. Ooh, maybe we can make some friends or like get a really good dog and train it. He says, I don't know that I'll go by myself again, but I'm sure I can find somebody to go with me. Good, because it's dangerous to go that far out alone. What if you run into one of the bears? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says. Anyway, he says this one's for for you. I guess um, you can give it to you can keep it or you can give it to Nithis. I, I'll give it to her. She'll be so happy. Uh, it's a it's a it's a a, a, a green dahlia like flower with uh, silver droplets on the on the tips. All right. Cool. Um. So, can I? Click your finger really quick to sign it to that paper. Oh, yeah, no problem. I have no problem with that. Um, <laughs> uh, do you want me to like write down an account of what happened to oh, you? Can, yeah, like going out there and all that sort of stuff. And so, and so it sounds like Nithis was the one that was leading us all out, y'all out in the yeah. woods. She leads us everywhere. That's really cool. She seems really cool. She is. She's super cool. Like I wish I could remember meeting I her. I'm sure it was great. I mean, I, well, I, I remember, obviously that, like, yeah, yeah. I remember like, I remember her saving me, but oh, it's all so <laughs> fuzzy. I know. It's okay. Uh, he, starts, he, that. he starts writing out the description. Very, very Nithis focused and very flattering trail, but nothing technically a lie. So that's, <laughs> that's good. With your, with your, with your expert coaching. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, as he finishes it, he just says, so why didn't we ever like hang out like when we were in school together? Um, I don't know. Nobody hung out with me. So nobody hung out with me either. Hmm. Well, we should have done something about that. Yeah. It's cool now, though, you're alive, so you make all the friends. He says... He says, everyone in this town thinks I'm weird. He says, there's not a lot of people outside of this town. Go to a different town. I'm doing it. He's, he says, where would I go? He says, I don't know, maybe like Carthel. Maybe that's so big. Town. I don't know. What about New Haven? He says, that's really Not far kidding. away. It's exp- expensive to get to. Hmm. I'll probably die on the way. You know what? I'll brainstorm on it. We'll figure this out. He says you do that for me? Yeah, of course. Oh, and by the way, and I give him a quick uh, lesser restoration to see if that helps him recover at all. Uh, you did. You, you tried that before. It's, oh, it's just did. it's just taking time. Okay. Okay, okay. But he, he's very grateful for it. Uh, and when you like take your hand away, he's just kind of like touching the spot. He says, well, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Um, I gotta go downstairs and see how Cass is doing. Was Tristan there too? Uh, not yet. Not when you. Yeah. But Cass said Tristan will be back soon. Okay, how Cass is doing? Maybe Tristan will be back. I don't know. 
Um, so I gotta see that because I gotta get back to uh, where Mythos is and help her a lot. Hey, next time you're in town, come back and visit, all right? Of course. Cool. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye. And I pranced out there. Mm -hmm. Not really pranced, but. <laughs> Quickly. Brindling moose thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you head back downstairs. Tristan has arrived. Um, uh, and is the process of filling out his affidavit. Hi, Mr. Grolay. Hi, Mr. Grolay. You know, it's Brindley. He says, uh, uh, Cass filled me in on what's going on. He says, uh, so uh, uh, we hope, we hope you know, Nithis is uh, going to get through this all right. Uh, you all saved our son and we'll never forget that. I think things are going to go very well for her. <laughs> I mean, how could it with all your help too? He says, uh, were you upstairs talking to Ares? Mm -hmm. He wrote down a little something for me and he took this pretty picture. Oh, he says, uh, looks just like your friend Nithis. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? He remembered her saving his life. <laughs> oh, huh. he didn't seem to remember much of it at all when we talked to him about it. Weird, because we... We're talking about it, and it's just like, was exactly the way I remembered it too. <laughs> it's a, they, you know, different viewpoints. They don't make any further comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 smart enough to know what you're doing, and I don't know how much they're grateful Brindley enough that they're not gonna... knows that she's fucking with it as much as she's just like willing it to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, they both fill it out and blood on it uh and um well uh do send us word of what happens and of course of course if you you know you're always welcome here if you if you're back in town come by oh yeah for dinner back, or, or lunch uh, i'm sure eris would be happy to see you you know uh in castles you know he doesn't have a lot of friends so yeah we were just talking about that he i don't have a lot of friends either just you know my buddies says, and they're well, pretty new he says, well, uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, of course. I'll uh, hopefully see you soon. You know. All right. Bye. Okay. What do you do next? Um, I go to the post office and I write a letter to a couple of different like fancy buildings I know of in Carthol mm -hmm. that might have like government people in it and talk about Ale Special uh, making good friends with the Bloodhound of New Haven. <laughs> Brindley's going to burn this place down. <laughs> um, and I sign it Brindley and Corther. And I use my nice purple stationery that has my um, whatchamacallit on it. My your, your letterhead? Yes, my leather, leatherhead. From the desk of Brindley Court. <laughs> yes. And I send about three or four of them out. However many of those, like, I'm like writing to like the Pentagon and CIA <laughs> office, Langley, stuff you like know, that. The Pentagon is notoriously open to random tips they get in the mail. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. There's fewer people, so maybe who knows? <laughs> I'm just trying to do whatever I can. Um and uh from there I'm going to go and get my mom's affidavit and then my dad's mm-hmm. and I'm going to get waffles, a treat, and a bunch of snuggles. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna hug my parents goodbye and head out to New Haven again from the inside of the I mean Woodhaven from the inside of the house. All right, so your parents are hugging and waving and then you disappear and you're back in Iran's office. All right. So you um you get back. And uh, you find out that uh, 88 is already back, but uh, Gwen is still out. Uh, and uh, you head back to uh, the Golden Goblet uh, to rest. Of course, I hand over all the affidavits. Um, all right. The, it's still the 27th of planting uh, rest day. Uh, Ron comes and uh, visits you in your cell. Uh, and then uh, says, "Come with me," and uh, takes you back down to the to the processing room. Uh, and uh, when you get in, and the door shuts, she says, I, "I sorry, I really should have told you this yesterday, but uh, these rooms are safe. Uh, don't say anything that you don't want in the court in your own cell." Okay. Uh, <laughs> she says, uh, "I'm sure." She says, uh, "I'm sure they're listening." I assumed as much. She says, all right, well, your, your three friends are uh, currently uh, and Carthol getting their affidavits. Um, so that is, that is good to go. Um, she says, they're really going to bat for you. Uh, so good friends you got there. Um, all right, so uh, let's just explain a little bit about the trial, uh, kind of the, what's going to happen there. Uh, you're going to be brought up on obviously murder charges, tra- probably charges of treason, uh, those you know those sort of things. Um, she says, uh, <clears throat> as a commissioned naval officer, uh, she says the judge panel will be comprised of three intercessors, which is their fancy word for judge. Uh, she says there'll be the Grand Imperial intercessor. She says, uh, I learned today that we drew uh, intercessor uh, Vena Relavico. She says. Uh, which is a good thing. Uh, she says um, she is one of the oldest uh, intercessors uh, and is known for being impartial and fair. So, uh, for a grand, for your grand intercessor, that's really the best you could hope for. Uh, she's got, you know, so she's the one that's going to be representing the empire at the trial, and she's the, for all intents and purposes, the head intercessor. Um, it's very important uh, in court that if you do refer, if you do talk to the judge or the intercessor, that you refer to her as your imperial majesty, uh, as she is representing the empress and should be considered the empress herself when talking to her. Hmm. She says, representing the Windhavian Navy, she says, is the naval intercessor, uh, Admiral Megara Corrales. Uh, She says, um, probably, she says, uh, that one, well, I don't know that we could have gotten a good naval intercessor, uh, I mean, she's a, she's a Windhavian naval person through and through. So uh, she'll be a tough nut to crack. Hmm. Uh, she says, and then the intercessor representing the people, 
the intercessor publicum uh, will be Minister Amor Byrne. Uh, uh, they're, they're a moderate, uh, so uh, kind of neither here nor there, uh, but could have been, we could have gotten a lot worse uh, for, for uh, a publicum intercessor, so. Okay. Uh, prosecution, she's, she says, uh, we're gonna be going up against uh, 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 barrister Osterman Lucatio. Uh, he's a half elf and he's a prick. <laughs> he's gonna do everything he can to try to trip your witnesses up. He's gonna try to fight dirty. He's one of those people that's so convinced that because he's a prosecutor that anything he does is in service of the job. Yeah. Great. Uh, and uh, I just heard that um, uh, Admiral Marsden arrived this morning. So, Admiral? That's your. That's the commanding officer that you told Johnson to go report to. Oh, right. Sorry. He's the, he's the leader of the of the shitbirds. So. Okay. Of the what? Shitbirds. Of the shitbirds. <laughs> the the uh, the troop you're with, the bad troop you're with, that commanded <laughs> you to do, that commanded them to do all those bad things. Oh, okay. Uh, she says. Um, uh, she says I was able to track down Master Chief Johnson, uh, and um, assuming everything you told me is truthful and accurate, I think having him as a as a witness for the defense will be a good thing. I mean, he didn't know anything about why I did that, though. But he was a witness that you didn't know beforehand. That Saul, presumably Saul, uh, Commander uh, uh, Draven or Lieutenant Commander Reagan, kill those people. So I, ha I thought they hadn't yet killed anything in my backstory. No, no, they were they were slicing the neck open of it. Oh, okay. Sorry. I I should have reread my backstory, but I didn't. Yes. So uh, please do that before the next session. It will, <laughs> it will be important. <laughs> I thought about it and I fell asleep. So. Yeah, not, not as important for today, but for next week. Yes. It'll be very important to have refamiliarized re yourself with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully they don't pull, I mean, who knows what they're going to pull out, but, uh, Hopefully, hopefully, whatever it is, we can we can deal with it. Um, uh, she says, um, "I imagine uh, we'll have your three friends. We'll have the sworn affidavits. We'll have Johnson. We'll have yourself." Uh, oh God! So, uh, she says, uh, "Who do you want uh, at the trial?" Not, not, not testifying, she says, but uh, we do have a fair amount of latitude over who's permitted into the courthouse. Uh, do you want your family there for support? Yes. Okay. Uh, we will make sure they're there. Um, I can't mix up Caitlin's feelings with Nithis's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So your father's Nithin, a traitor with a d not a t <laughs> a trade yeah. a trade a merchant your father is a merchant <laughs> i was like oh that can't be there good we go <laughs> <laughs> your father's a merchant uh cantrells your mother uh, and we have a natharen is your older brother 30 years old married also a merchant uh and jomira your sister 
22 years old, uh, commissioned officer in the Naval Marines. All right, well, we're really just waiting on your friends here. Uh, I imagine uh, that your, your trial will start soon. Um, uh, you know, they, they, really, they really try to keep these things speedy. Uh, I need to pull up my own calendar because I forgot what month comes after planting. <laughs> I think it's Sylvian. Yes, it's Sylvian. All right. Well, uh, my guess is is uh, we'll probably probably have it on uh, King's Day. Probably this King's Day, three days. Uh, the Sylvian, the third of Sylvian. So, uh, okay. Um, is there anything I can do for you in the meantime? I don't believe so. Your accommodations are to your liking and order. Yeah. Smells good. Good. Cause uh, I've seen much worse. So uh, I expected worse. Uh, all right. Well, uh, she says, um, if there's any letters you need to write, uh, any people you need to talk to anything, the wills you need to make, I recommend making them, uh, we're going to win this trial, but it's always best to be prepared. Okay. So I am facing the death penalty, right? This is Caitlin asking. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Just wanted to double check. Mythos would know that. Yes. <laughs> you murdered, you murdered uh, five people. Yeah. How could it be? Uh, anything? <laughs> uh, oh, well, Let's just assume, yes, that that's on the table. I need to, I've been rethinking capital punishment in my game world as a moral thing, but okay. it's, I have not yet come to a firm. Well, I mean, that was also the question. Do, would Chris have capital punishment in his game? I don't know. I mean, if you do that, then we have to think about the fact that we kill people all the time. I know. <laughs> it seems really uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, was, was without even a trial, was was Brindley slaughtering those bandits morally just? <laughs> <laughs> these are these are the rabbit holes I fall down. Uh, it's it's more likely to be on the table in a in a nationalistic colonialist empire than it is. Like they probably don't have capital punishment in Carthalia at this point. So. But that's something I really need to spend a lot more time thinking about. Uh, but I'm just gonna say for the time being, yes, it's on the table. Or they banish you to the prison dimension. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or at the very least life imprisonment, so. All right, uh, all right, well. Um, we're gonna win this trial. We're gonna win it. Uh, we're gonna win it, we're gonna win it hard. Are there any skeletons in your closet that they can pull out in the trial? Anything at all I should know about? I don't want to be surprised. I hate being surprised. I have not had a surprise birthday party in 30 years. <laughs> um, is there anything in my backstory? I don't think there is. No? I'll think about it and get back to you. <laughs> How about that? 
If you think of anything, let me know before the trial. Mm -hmm. The ancient evil in your head, maybe? Not unless you open your big fat mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at with that. <laughs> Is it secret that you're a Kalash star? Yes, th that's not known. Okay, is that going to be weird when they ask you, like, how are you getting all these visions? I'm a sorcerer. And I'm just going to... That works. Hand wave you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, on that note, we will end the session. And Yay! next time, we will have the trial of Nithis. So I think we all did a great job except for shock. <laughs> Can I just point out that I just keep getting into these situations because early game wasn't one of the titles the death of Narasana. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Though that case, that was uh that you were on trial. You were just faking your own death to get out of a bounty. So But nonetheless, <laughs> this there's situations. <laughs> that was a good episode though that was fun <laughs> when your dad showed up and I'm like oh yeah she's good <laughs> good <laughs> the gravestone is still there in New Haven uh -huh. <laughs> you probably can't read it anymore but <laughs> there's somebody else buried under it yeah worn smooth it's true actually it was the uh, it wasn't it the bartender that was buried under there the assassin who He's was posing part as a bartender, maybe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, same uh, bat time, same bat place next week. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely.